How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are locked on Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Bucks, brought to you by BrewHoop.com. I'm Eric Name, and joining me, as always, is Frank Madden. Frank, I would ask how you're doing, but I know how you're doing. You are awful. (laughs) Okay, Uh, so Frank is not Frank is not doing well. Um, We'll explain why in a moment. Uh, We do need to say that our sponsor for this podcast is SeatGeek. Our wonderful friends there have a promo code L-O-B-U-C-K-S. That, of course, spells L-O-Bucks. You can use that for $20 off your very first purchase at SeatGeek. And, I mean, if you've already used it on your first purchase, you can just use SeatGeek for other good deals. They're always great there. Uh, So go ahead and check that out. But the reason why Frank is not so happy is the Milwaukee Bucks lost 97-96 to to the San Antonio Spurs, a wild few minutes to end the game. Uh, the Bucks have a one-point lead. The Spurs come down and they score. Well, they didn't really score. I mean, they kind of technically they scored, but the ball didn't go through the basket because Giannis came from the backside and was called for a goaltend. On that was a Lamarcus Aldridge hook shot, I believe. Um, yeah. So Giannis gets called for the goaltend. Bucks. It was a, and it was a right call. Yeah. I mean, it was the right call. I agree. I'm, that is not what I'm pissed off about. So, Bucks are down one. Go to the other end. Giannis is able to get a switch and gets Manu Ginobili covering him. Attacks Manu Ginobili. Gets to uh, maybe 10 feet away or so on the left side of the floor. Uh, pivots a few times. Was going to take a shot. Saw Kawhi Leonard and makes a I mean, and that was a dime to Delhi, and Delhi makes the extra pass. Mirza Toledovich wide open in the right hand corner. Clang. No good. Bucks lose. Bucks lose. Uh, so the Bucks lose that one. 97 and 96 had the chance there with Mirza Toledovich's last. Not, I mean, it d- didn't go off as the buzzer, or the buzzer didn't go off as it was in the air. Uh, so I think he missed with 3.9 officially. So the Bucks had a chance at a rebound, but it wasn't much of one. Long rebound, game over. Bucks lose. Frank, give me all of your anger. I will say this: we are doing this as live as we've ever done this. Um, so. Frank, please be careful. I, I don't want to do a, a lot of editing tonight. I, I just want to want to get this done. But give me your anger completely unfiltered, and I'll deal with the rest. Look, I'm. I I've I've many. I, I think when they when they lost to the Raptors, when they lost to the Warriors, I wasn't broken up about it. You know, Giannis played well in those games. Jabari, I don't even remember what Jabari did in those games, but whatever. It's fine, right? Young guys put up numbers. They don't embarrass themselves. I'm okay with losing to good teams. This game, though, was different. Because, you know, against the Warriors and the Raptors, they got down and, and you know, you kind of went in the fourth quarter and you're like, okay, they're not winning this game. And this game, 
what was the biggest lead they had in the third quarter? I mean, they were up by double digits for a while. Yeah. Were they up by were they up by over, like by like 15 points? Something on that order, right? 13 as I'm scrolling here, 15 uh, I think 15 might be our, our biggest. I think that's what yeah. I'm seeing. So, yeah, and the Spurs were garbage for like two two quarters. Like not maybe Accurate. not a continuous two quarters, but they were they weren't good. This was not peak Spurs. This was you know, Spurs ripe for for upsetting and uh, to blow that game after, you know, they, they were playing from the front. They were up, what, 96-93 and Delvadova had a bad pass, a boneheaded pass. That was a pick six. Kawhi cleans up, dunks at home. Um, Jabari gets a switch on Patty Mills and Jabari, who had been playing great, uh, can't figure out what to do with Patty Mills. Probably committed an offensive foul before turning the ball over. Um, and then Giannis has Lamarcus on a switch, and I mean Aldridge just completely snuffs him out. I mean, I guess he was technically called for like an up and down travel or something, but I thought he, I thought he blocked the shot. Um, anyway, basically, yeah, the Bucks last 230 they they just blew the game and and obviously um you know this was a game that that they you know should have won i think and and whatever i mean it's not like the end of the world here or anything like that but um and you know there are silver linings here jabari in particular Giannis in the first half more um you know whatever they went toe-to-toe with a, a great team um although i don't know like i think part of it was also while i was watching this game I kept looking at the Spurs and thinking, like, wait a minute, who's their really good player who's missing right now? And then I just kind of realized that I think that's just the Spurs team this year. And yeah, I mean, obviously Duncan's retired, and you know they're not necessarily otherwise night and day different compared to last year. But um, I don't know. That's a weird team. I mean, Tony Parker getting hurt probably was really good for them because Tony Parker sucks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not wishing, I, I definitely was not wishing an injury on Tony Parker because I would rather, I mean, Patty Mills also stunk, so maybe it didn't really matter tonight, but um, I mean, pa- Patty Mills just couldn't hit like the rim on a few shots in, in the first half, which was bizarre. Yeah. Uh, and Tony Parker Over just doesn't have that. anything left. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's what I'm pissed off about. There, there were good things. Maybe you should talk about the good things. Um, but uh, it, yeah, it was frustrating. Frustrating way to lose a game. Well, I'm just going to roll on this frustration train. Um, so, Dwayne Deadman crushed the Bucks tonight. Killed them. Um, and was just... I mean, oh, during the offseason, we, we both mentioned Dwayne Deadman as a guy that, hey, maybe if he's cheap enough, that's a guy that, that could help out the Bucks. And maybe instead of signing a third center for a lot of money, you sign a third center for a small amount of money. And I, I think what I think specifically we talked, we we were, and I think a lot of us obviously thought that the Bucks might trade Greg Monroe or, if not Monroe, John Henson. And so I think the thought was you get rid of one of those guys. Correct. You know, you can bring even if you bring back Plumley, you could re-sign a third center to a cheap deal. Cause none of us disagree so, with having a third yeah. center. Every team has a third center, right. but 
not every team spends thirteen million on their their third center. So uh, Deadman just killed the Bucks in the end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter. Um, kudos to anyone who who tweeted at me when I said it and mentioned Miles Plumley because uh, God knows anyone who was watching that game could only think of the Bucks third center that didn't play a minute um, compared to Dwayne Deadman. So uh, let me get that fresh. That that felt good. Um, so yeah, that didn't feel great. Cool stuff. Giannis being generally unaffected by Kawhi Leonard. That was awesome. Uh, the first half he, he looked really good, seemed very comfortable, um, was able to really make, I'm not gonna say make plays at will. Cause in the first or second quarter, maybe that doesn't matter as much, but he, he was able to get to the rack and I mean, he ends the game with 10 free throw attempts, which is out obviously a good thing uh relatively efficient night uh steps into a pull-up three in the second quarter uh against a set defense which is just mind-boggling but set up like a two for one and it was strangely smart and wonderful and just just really cool to see like Giannis confidently stepping into uh, a pull-up type three is Something that I'm not quite sure I'm, again, as I keep saying throughout this year, I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet, but, man, it it was pretty cool to watch. Uh, So that happens, and then let's see. I'm going to stay positive for now. Um, We'll talk about Giannis' fall problems later. Jabari Parker. Fourth quarter Jabari, yeah. Fourth quarter Jabari was awesome. Uh, You you look at Giannis goes out with, I believe he picked up his fifth with 841 left in the fourth quarter, and – I tweeted out, well, Jabari's got to carry the load here. And after a minute or two of that, uh, I mean, everyone on the Bucks kind of passing the buck off to, to the next guy and the Bucks really not getting anything going offensively, they figured it out. And all of a sudden, Jabari, had, there was a sequence there where Jabari hits a catch-and-shoot three, I believe, to tie it at... Let's see, 95? 90. Yeah, I think. So he ties Or it. no, it couldn't have been 85. Okay, yes, at 85. Uh, then the Bucks miss another. So come down. I think he actually had a relatively good possession against Kawhi Leonard. Bucks might have forced a miss there. Um, then Bucks come down, miss a shot. Jabari skies up for a long rebound, gets it, one dribble, no look pass, Greg Monroe layup, and... I mean, a sequence where you see Jabari Parker hit a catch and shoot three, have a solid defensive possession, grab an offensive rebound, and then make a play for somebody else on a pretty nice no-look pass. That is that is a, a fun sequence. That is, that is a, a winning sequence. And one of the things we've seen with Jabari Parker is in these games recently, he – He's obviously taken a backseat to Giannis, um, but at the same time, he's found ways to affect the game without scoring, and that's something that I think we both circled at the start of the season was, one, can Jabari be a winning player? Can he affect the team in the right way? And two, can he affect the game without scoring? Because there's going to be times where he's going to have to do that, and in that fourth quarter, we saw him do that. Um, Again, is it totally consistent? No. And obviously at the end, he, he has two, I get one turnover and then another 
missed shot strip whatever you want to call it but but two empty possessions once it really got into the crunch time uh but still i i think a, a very positive fourth quarter and especially with what we've seen and wanted to see al jabari uh that was that was a strong way for him to finish that game i would have paid so much money to see jabari parker hit a game-winning shot tonight i mean that would have been just such yeah. a perfect cap um on on the night because i don't think we've really seen him i'm trying to think i i don't i don't think we've really seen him play like that and and look as as in you know as as aggressive um and effective in in, in a really key kind of late late game situation um i mean i, I mean of, there was that mo- so after that sequence he got a lay-in a little bit later um, yeah, he right drove, and it was like on in transition. He just sort of was like, "Oh, why, why, why slow down to half court? I'm just gonna, you know, drive on on pow." And he had a nice athletic the, finish. The swagger he was exuding after that play is something I haven't seen from him maybe since he's been in Milwaukee. Uh, like you could just feel the confidence coming off him. Obviously, it didn't end perfectly with a couple sloppy plays from Jabari late, but. It, that moment felt I'm not going to say significant because who knows what happens in the next game but it, it felt good yeah well hopefully there is some carryover because um, that's the thing with Jabari I don't know I feel like even half to half uh, it just seems like Jabari kind of his involvement slash swagger slash whatever just sort of comes and goes but hopefully maybe maybe the, we saw a little bit of a turnaround Um because that was was definitely a, a really fun fun thing to watch. The the other thing I thought was funny was it seemed like he was I on Twitter I compared it to like a dude at the Y like trying to like showboat like kind of trying to do like a poor man's Magic Johnson impression like mm-hmm. every pass trying to make it seem like it was a good pass like it was a fancy pass <laughs> like yeah he had like all these like dump offs and um. I feel like he keeps like, you know, you can't really like throw a pass with a flourish to John Henson 16 feet from the hoop. Um, but I think Jabari might have tonight. Uh, so it seems almost like he's, you know, which which is good to see, right? It's almost like with Giannis kind of showing his all around versatility, like Jabari wants to be unselfish and make plays and do, you know, things other than just score, um, which which is you know, great if he can start to do that consistently and, and, and pull that off. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, tonight, I mean, only three assists, but uh, I, th- I, I would want to look at the hustle stats because I think he probably has three free throw assists. I'm not 100% on that, but. Yeah, no, no, that's, and in the recap, I, I added some some thoughts at the end. Adam Paris did the regular recap and I added some thoughts at the end. And it seemed like, you know, my comment was he, he had the misfortune of, most of his good passes either resulted in fouls or in the hands of John Henson <laughs> outside of five feet from the basket. So, um, and there were also, it's, I don't know how many assist attempts the Bucks blew on just missing decent looks at three pointers. I was amazed they even hit 25%, to be honest. Um, it, it just seemed like an absolute slog from deep tonight. And ironically, you know, we talked about could this be a game where, where the, the Bucks three-point defense begins to revert back to the mean, and uh, the Spurs also were were not great. I mean, he came in shooting forty percent from three, and um, early in the game had some really wide open looks that they they hit in the early going, but um, they finished only eight out of 28, uh, 29 percent 
which is even lower than the Bucks uh, opponent average, both in terms of attempts and uh, and percentage. So, um, so it was interesting. The Bucks, you know, this the the, the Spurs are a team that they've had a, a, a pretty sizable drop off defensively, but they're still an awesome offensive team. And so it was kind of interesting that tonight they would uh, you know get into a, a little bit more of a rock fight with the Bucks and and a game that that did not feature you know um, too much scoring. So, and, and it was interesting also that the Bucks had such a huge differential at the line. Yeah. Um, and I think it might it was have. that third quarter. Yeah. I think it might have worked against them maybe later in the game. It seemed like some calls started to go against them. Well, um, but I, they finished plus 21 uh, in terms of free throw makes. I, I was going to say at the Bradley Center in in my media seat, I move around a little bit. So sometimes I sit up at the top of one of the sections. Sometimes I'm in the end zone. Sometimes I'm right behind the way bench. And at there, there was the, I think it was an Aldridge and one that Giannis got called for where he followed probably about five seconds earlier. And then they called it late. Maybe it wasn't Aldridge, but I think it was Aldridge. Um, and there was one like that on Gasol too. It was one of the maybe it was the Gasol one, finished, but yeah. either way, immediately following that, uh, I there was a timeout in pretty short order, and again, you, you never know what people pick up on TV. I, obviously, I never get to see the TV broadcast, so I don't really know. But the Popovich went at the officials for it had to be that whole timeout, like that. I'm trying to think earlier this season, kid did that one that one timeout, and then. The Bucks, Jabari. Yep, yeah, still fight for that Jabari. Was game. Yep, and then that was what Pop did, and uh, again, the Bucks were already in the bonus. They were racking up free throws, and from that moment, I'm I'm pretty sure. I guess it would be the Gasol one, but I, I know is for sure the Giannis and one um, that got called late. From that moment, the Spurs got all the calls, and, and I tweeted about it and said, "Yeah, that that kind of happens when." There's a coach that's been around for a long time, and it doesn't matter if it's college basketball, if it's the NBA. They know how far they can push the officials, and they know when they can exert their will on an official and start to get calls. And to Popovich's credit, credit he he played that card at the right time. And and from that moment on, they like you said, the the whistle for the Bucks dried up a little bit um, from that moment on. And I guess I just talked a little bit about my seat at. The Bucks game, and and you can have on, seat, a seat. Are we talking about SeatGeek here? Yeah, I think we need to talk about SeatGeek. Oh snap! Yeah, so with SeatGeek, obviously you can go on the app, find great seats to Bucks games, to concerts, to football games, to hockey games. Football, we, we never talk about bowl games. Yeah, we we never football talk bowl games. I'm actually, I'm actually gonna look because. The the Badgers are playing in the Cotton Bowl. Oh, that's not bad. Like for I'm you. in, yeah, I'm in Dallas all the time now for work, um, and so now I'm just like, wait a minute, they're gonna be. Also, I was made aware today of the irony that the Cotton Bowl is no longer in the Cotton Bowl. It's yes. apparently at Cowboy Stadium, which just is like we're very. I mean, cool because the Cotton Bowl sucks apparently and and Cowboy <laughs> Stadium is, is actually very cool. Um, but I, I haven't looked at yet. But I have looked at tickets for it's the Blazers. Can you guess what you can get an upper bowl seat for? Give Man. me $8. $7 I can get oh you into the gosh. upper bowl. Oh, my gosh, Frank. I can get you into – I think the lower bowl there was like 
$22. Stop. Like 20 to $30. But I, and I think, I think they were, it was like end zone though. So to be, to be fair, but, but in any case, get the SeatGeek app, download it for your mobile device. Go, go search for some Bucks games that you're interested in. It's really easy. You can track events if you don't want to buy tickets to that game right then. I like that feature. Um, it's never, it's never part of like the show notes, but yeah, I, I use it and I like it. I think it's really convenient. Um, and then obviously you can use the color coding, look for those green ones for the good deals <laughs> for the box ones. Even the yellow deals tend to be pretty cheap. That's true. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is our, this is our, you know, weekly, uh, attendance shaming. Yeah. Um, Hashtag attendance by the shaming. way, I went, I went after our friend Steve on Horn tonight because he was talking to somebody about, um, about going to uh, the Bucks Celtics game in Boston because he lives in Boston, mm-hmm. and uh, he he commented that last year I gave him a weird look when he talked about going to see the Celtics Garden, and I stopped going to to Bucks games at the Garden because the Celtics I don't know I feel like the Bucks weren't w- winning that often, mm-hmm. and I hate Boston sports fans, so it's just like what's worse than watching your team lose surrounded by sports fans you hate? Yeah. Um. So I was just like I'm not, I have no interest in that, and Steve was like, oh, you know, uh, yeah, Frank asked, acted really weird when I wanted to go to see the the Bucks play at the Garden, and then I was like, Steve aren't you the one who's always pushing back against us and our attendance shaming? <laughs> and yet you're talking about going to see the Bucks play the South. Come on, man, dude. Yeah. That's messed us out. Messed um, up. but yeah, Wednesday night, the Blazers, um, a fun team to watch. I'm skeptical that they are, you know, as good as they thought they were going to be coming into the season. And certainly they've had their ups and downs, but definitely a fun team to watch. Um, We've had some good games against the Blazers. Yep. In recent years, Henson with uh, a game-winning block on a Myers yeah. Leonard floater last year in the BC. Maybe yeah. uh, the Bucks can recapture some of that magic. But as always with SeatGeek, it's very simple. Download the app, go to the settings tab, and then choose add a promo code. Add promo code L O B U C K S. Again, that's L O Bucks, and you'll get a twenty-dollar rebate off of your first purchase at SeatGeek. So download the SeatGeek app today and start buying some tickets and checking out some cool events. Um, Frank, one thing I guess I wanted to talk about with this game is you mentioned how poorly the the Spurs shot tonight. And in the second quarter, the, the Spurs scored just nine points. Nine points. Uh, again, they made up for it in the third quarter, scoring 36. But nine points in a quarter... And I was talking with Alex Boder a little bit during halftime, and we were discussing the – I think this is the quintessential Eric name question. Is the Bucs defense good, or is the other team's offense bad? I I find myself asking that question countless times throughout the year, and it's something I can never really figure out. But with that being said, I feel like the Bucs – contest an insane number of shots and I feel like last year one of the big problems with the Bucks was obviously giving up middle all the time letting people just dribble right down the middle of the lane I think for the most part the Bucks have curtailed that a little bit this year it still happens from time to time but I think they've they've gotten rid of some of that and teams used to literally dribble down the Bucks would overload the defense entirely too much 
simple skip pass, and it would be a three like five seconds into the shot clock. That, too, has been eliminated for the most part. That insane overloading um, is still an overload, but not maybe as insane. And with those two things gone, it seems like their aggressiveness, their length, their athleticism all makes a lot of sense. Like what they're doing defensively to my eyes tonight in that second quarter. Again, at other times, it didn't seem to make as much sense, but okay. But in the second quarter, it felt like, man, they are smothering the Spurs. The Spurs are, and maybe it is that the Spurs are at times a bit prone to overpassing and not just taking shots. Um, but it seemed like the Bucks were making them work. Am I crazy? Again, that this is the this is the quintessential Eric name question. Is the Bucks defense good or are teams not playing good offense against the Bucks? Well, I'll cop out and say both. Um I mean, when I don't know how many minutes they had lineups out there with Monroe and then forwards that did not include Giannis, but those combinations in theory should just be completely lit up, right? Yep. Like there's not, you know, I, I, I think when when Giannis went out and with Henson in the first quarter, Monroe and Beasley came in, and Pow immediately drove and sort of bullied Jabari and shot right over top of him and scored, and then Aldridge just blew by Monroe like on the next possession for a dunk, and I'm just thinking, okay, this this is not good, <laughs> um, and uh, I just kept waiting for you know. Spurs to just go on this huge run and just sort of, you know, open up a lead and they didn't. The Bucks opened up the lead and and Monroe was good in that first half. I think he was much more problematic in the second half. Deadman kept leaving him in no man's land on those alley-oops and yeah. and getting putbacks. Um and I think after the Deadman Monroe dust up, um it seemed like the psychological edge for whatever reason went to the Spurs. Um, obviously you can argue while well, Beasley was playing well and, and losing him and Bertans works out for the Spurs yeah. as well. Um, so it, it kind of is what it is, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously you, you, you hold the Spurs to nine points in a quarter. You're doing some things right. Uh, although I was kind of, you know, like you, I, you know, at halftime, Greg Foster got interviewed and first off, I love listening to Greg Foster talk. I why? love listening to Greg Foster talk. I don't know why. There's just something very soothing about his voice. Fair enough. Just he, he just seems very matter of fact, uh, very at ease. Um, and then at the <laughs> end, he he I don't know if he did it tonight, but he usually ends with "You got it." <laughs> when he okay. when they thank him for his his time, he says "You got it." And there just some, seems something very I just very likable about Greg Foster. <laughs> um, so I don't know why, but. Yeah, like if if um you know if you were doing like the thing like what four historical figures would you want to have dinner with and you know people always pick like Martin Luther King and Jesus and whatever I'm I'm putting a spot out for Greg Foster because I mean he's an assistant coach so he never gets in you know he's not allowed to get interviewed by the media unless he's getting the like halftime interview which yeah. obviously rotates I need more Greg Foster voice in my life right sure um, I don't know maybe maybe we need to work our connections and see if somebody can record some like Greg Foster sound bites. Um, just to like a, you got it. Maybe I'll dig up a, you got it from a halftime. What about a show interview. intro? Like what if, he, yeah. what if he yeah, would if voice we... our show intro? <laughs> that would be, 
That would okay. be, that I'm, would be amazing. I'm gonna get on the Twitter later. And yeah, this is we're, we're gonna make this work. We're gonna, we're gonna have to see if we can get some. some or, things, but honestly, I generally, or, I generally, or if we can just get you got it, and I can just drop in you got it all yeah, over the place. That would be great it. too. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking about. Uh, oh, but Greg Foster was talking about their defense getting after it, and you know whatever. And I was just sort of sitting there, I was like, and I'm thinking, first off, still love you, Greg Foster. Happy to hear your voice on on uh, on air. Um, but I was kind of like, was their defense that good in the first yeah. half? It felt like the Spurs got some easy buckets in the first quarter. And I don't know. I think a lot of it, like the middle two quarters, like where was Kawhi? Kawhi was like not even trying to do anything with the ball. I was like amazed. I just like kept waiting for him to like wake up and, you know, just score a billion points. And then he did in the fourth quarter, unfortunately, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the bucks are obviously better. We've mentioned some of the stats are contesting a higher rate. It seems like they're contesting there is a, a, um, not just a higher rate. It seems like an insane rate. Like it, yeah. it seems like they're really working hard and that length and aggressive scheme is actually paying off. And well, again, and made, this is, like and, a, a night tonight, like tonight in a, in a quarter, like the second quarter is obviously going to make me feel that, more strongly, but it does feel like like they are working much harder to contest, to contest shots this year. Yeah, and I think this is where you know swapping Bayless for Delvadova helps. Yeah. Um, Brogdon's obviously solid. I mean, OJ Mayo was underrated. It was very good defensively. His numbers last year were really good. Um, you know, for whatever extracurriculars he may have gotten himself into trouble with. Uh, I don't think defensively there there was an issue with him. So. Um, but yeah, I think just generally, and, and I think Snell's been good. Yeah. You know, I mean like Snell's, um, I'm not worried when Snell's on a guy, you know, I'm not saying he's like a complete stopper or whatever, but I mean, there was a reason that Snell was guarding Kawhi Leonard and I'm sure part of it was cause they went to high school together and he's defended him, you know, yeah. from the time they were like 15 years old. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's, it's saying something if you put Tony Snell on, on Kawhi. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think there's, there's been improvement. We've talked a lot about Fo- about Foster, about <laughs> Craig Monroe, uh, the other Greg, um, you know, showing better effort on that end. Uh, and obviously you kind of put all those things together. I think Jabari has been better overall, still not good. There was that one play in the fourth quarter where Kawhi just completely blew by Jabari from the top. And then Monroe was just literally standing there and was like, mm, I'm not going to let you pass. To this guy, and so Kawhi just dunked on him. That was uh, a tr- didn't even dunk that on was, him because yeah, because Monroe wasn't even like attempting to stop Correct. him. It was just like, come on, dude. That was a triangle of despair, though, because that was a pick and roll yeah. covered by Jabari Parker and Mirza Toledovic, and your helper in the lane was Greg Monroe. So triangle was Mirza even involved? I thought it was just like more. I thought no, it just no. It was supposed. Like an, it was so, supposed to be why? a pick and roll to the right. And they started to shade that way. And then Kwai's just yeah. like, oh, I can just drive with my left hand because I'm a good basketball player and dunk because the lane's wide open. And Greg Monroe is the backside help. So, yeah, that happened. Bucks lose 97-96. One thing I've been thinking about, Frank, we haven't done a mailbag in a while. We're roughly a quarter of the way through the season. We're getting closer and closer by the day. I say we're so we'll have this will go up on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we will or tomorrow night, we'll need to preview Wednesday's game. And I say we put mailbag there. And then on Friday, we'll need to preview Friday's game. 
and I say we go mailbag there. Is that crazy? Does that feel okay? Because I, I feel it's been, it's been way too long since we mailbagged. Yeah. So We're I say we'll, we'll fill those two days with mailbags. So uh, start tweeting at us, and then we can get there. Obviously, Wednesday night we'll have to recap the Blazers game, and again we'll try to get you ready for that one. Uh, on Wednesday, my days are all mixed up now, but whatever. Yeah, um, we're going to do two mailbags this week, so tweet yeah, at us just, questions that you have. My only request is don't tweet at me with specific questions about the Spurs game because I'm still annoyed at it. <laughs> all right. And that was Frank Matt. I want a fresh start tomorrow. I want a fresh start tomorrow, Eric. Give me a fresh start. By the way, Giannis, 22-11, two assists, like two steals a block. Eh, underwhelming. He started so well. That's what made the second half so disappointing, you know? I think he had, what, like two shots or something like that? Yeah. Six points, I think? Yeah, he had 16 at the um, half. The fouls just really Fresh start, o- Frank. Only, Fre- yeah, fresh start. Only fresh start. Well, well, I'm just getting it all out. Okay, go ahead. It's, you know, 29 minutes because he, cause he cut his, his night short basically with all the fouls. Uh, that's that's his Achilles heel. I mean, people talk about the shooting, but... Yeah. I'd argue the the fouls are even more frustrating because I mean the fouls you can you mean it's just like dude, just be aware, like don't put two hands on Kawhi twenty five <sighs> feet from the hoop after you probably fouled him the previous possession and he's barking at the ref. Ugh, it's like just awareness. Yep, like, like I love said, Giannis. like oh, I we said. love Giannis. Go go watch him. <laughs> from, don't make him sad. From that moment. Pop berated the officials on. Everyone should have known. Hey, I gotta keep my hands off because I'm going to pick up fouls here. And and the Bucks- and Giannis and Giannis should be able to foul, defend without using his like reaching in. Right? I mean, yes. the dude has a wingspan of a friggin' you know giant squid. Like, w- what do you need to be reaching in for? Right? Like, yeah. Just move your feet and put your arms to you know up in the air, decide whatever it is. Um, it, it's just, oh God. Yeah, it's I frustrating, mean, it's frustrating, Frank. It's frustrating. Yeah. Although I will say this, the cool thing is that he's getting so many steals now that I think he gets away with stuff at times. Like he does. He get he gets like on blocks and ripping the ball away. He'll often, I think, at this point, kind of get the benefit of the doubt, which is kind of cool. So, agreed. Maybe the fouls will <clears throat> maybe the fouls will come down a little bit. But anyway, that's it. Thank you, Seek Geek. I by the way, I just looked at Cotton Bowl tickets. Yeah, super cheap. I mean, get, like, there's a there's a lot bucks. of. Frank, there's a lot of seats to sell in, yeah. in that. In it's that a bowl state. game, yeah. and let's be honest, it's not that good of a bowl. Well, that's fine. But. Mm, this isn't a Badgers podcast. Let let the other professionals handle yeah. this. Um, right. That's going to be it. Bucks lose 97-96. That was Frank Madden. L.O. Bucks. L.O. Bucks is the promo code. Uh, man, I almost thought you said L.O.L. Bucks. Um, but, yes, L.O. Bucks is our promo code on SeatGeek. Use that for a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase or just go to SeatGeek and get great tickets like Frank mentioned to the Cotton Bowl or the Bucks game or wherever, uh, whatever event, not even just sporting event, just an event you want to go to. Use that, check that out. I'm Eric Name, Bucks lose, we're sad. We'll get a fresh start tomorrow. Tweet us questions for the mailbag. We're out.